From BYS and One Four on Won't Stop, we've jumped into movies, 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 and a big shout out to Jen and Andre. Welcome, who are joining me by Zoom, unfortunately. Jen, <laughs> tell the story. Oh, it's the happiest season. I was just trying to get back to my fam, and uh, you know, got stuck in Adelaide Airport with a lot of Karens last night, having little breakdowns, and I'm in the hotel quarantine. You were chased by some by some quarantine security, weren't you, Jen? I was chased. I was knocked down. I just really wanted to be a super spreader this year for Christmas and give everyone the gift of, gift of the virus. But Ew. <laughs> they got on top of me. They got on top of me, and I'm staying in a pretty lush. Um, I mean, I feel like how would I describe it? I just feel like I'm inside of a subway, like a new subway that they built. Oh. Okay, jealous. <laughs> Not into that. <laughs> Not into that at all. Shall we jump into a little bit of movie news? Yeah. All right, let's hear the sting. That's gossip. Movie news. That's gossip. Take it away, friends. Mm. Love that. Premature movie news. Jenny, I skimmed this headline because I didn't want to believe it, but apparently Irma Vep, our favourite... It's so exciting! Sorry. ...is <laughs> becoming a TV series. I repeat, because Jen's excitement interrupted, Irma Vep is becoming a TV series with Sam Levinson producing. And did someone say Alicia Vikander? Jen, explain to the Normie FBI listeners what all those words mean. So Irma Vep was this genius, I mean, late 90s, early 2000s movie by Olivia Assayas starring Maggie Chung in like full PVC being a cat burglar actor in Paris running around hotel rooms stealing pearls. It's basically like a bit of a, a meta film like industry movie, but it's really, really fun to watch. And it has lots of lots of scratch at the end of it, like scratchy, like ripped into 35 millimeter it's just a cool, sexy 90s movie, and it's going to be, like, this really long-form <clears throat> show. Mm. It's basically, like, the most famous 90s art house film from France. It's kind of like, it's to art house nerds what Trainspotting is to, like, wannabe stoners. And Sam Levinson is famously the director of Euphoria, and he's decided to make this happen. Five. So, based, based on all of our reaction, none of us are excited, which is fine, because... <laughs> We're more excited for our favourite film composer, Mika Levy. They just dropped a surprise album called Rough Dog, which seems to be a two-day stream of consciousness exercise. The press release for the album reads a lot of... You know what? I can't even read the press release on it because it's long and extremely experimental. So I'll give you a taste and then y'all can go figure it out. Mika says, A lot of pixels later, there was a huge surge in frequency and some tiny clouds of knowledge burst into rain during the dress rehearsal for the collection of a lost WAV file. We all know Mika Levy as the famous, famous sound behind Under the Skin, Jen's secret guilty pleasure favourite film, Jackie, and also maybe a hit and miss Monos that came out this year or last year, but we both... No, Monos was good. Monos was a highlight of the year. If I, I Monos would be in the top 10 list, I think. So Mika is basically our fave 
from Composer, and we highly recommend you check out their EP or album on Spotify. It's called Rough Dog. Before we pull into the last piece of news, which is... I can't believe you left this for me. This was your piece of news to read out. I didn't want well, to engage with the toxicity. Hey, I want to talk about Lars von Trier today, which is equally sad, but we chose to talk about the Shia LaBeouf oh, controversy. But and... that's because we literally entered the kingdom on Saturday night when we had to spend all night in the ED. What is it with hospitals this season? Anyway, like, we're not Shia LaBeouf gonna... has been called out. We've been, we haven't been on the air for a while. I'm sure a lot of people are up to date with the news, but FK Twigs has called out Shia LaBeouf and is going to take him to court for assaulting her and being abusive during their relationship together. And she's been backed up by both Sia, the director of music, who we've interviewed and we'll have on the show in a couple of weeks. And also um, the director, Amma Harrell, director of Honey Boy, which was the absolutely like excruciatingly bad movie that came out that Shia LaBeouf wrote earlier this year. Whoa. Wow. Hot takes all round. Yeah, bummer, bummer. I mean, you could just tell. It's like, I can't believe he wrote that script about himself. Anyway, what and do you think, that... Andre? Is <laughs> that too much? Is that like heavy? You're not going to tell me what you think? Or... I'm not even going to. Put some skin it. in the game. <laughs> My skin in the game is that I'm going to secretly watch the reboot of Lars von Trier's TV show, The Kingdom, which is also equally problematic. This will be our last show, FBI listeners. Thank you for joining us on our <laughs> attempt at giving you the news that we think is worth discussing. To do for the year. Culture. Full disclosure. For the year. For the year. This is how, we're, how 2020 ends. Also, we have an interview with the highly charismatic Eric Banner and director of The Dry, um, uh, Robert Connolly, that I conducted last week that is coming up later, which also kind of feels a lot like the year, I think. And on that, I think we're going to jump into a little bit of Mika Levy with Chains Baggy right here on FBI. This is Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings. Let us know what you think on 0409 
Mika Levy with Chains Baggy right there from their, I want to say it's not a debut, but from their latest record, uh, it is called Rough Dog. Check out, check it out in full. I uh, was mentioning to Jen a little earlier, you can sort of hear a triggering iPhone alarm sound through the background of that track. We're going to dip into two takes right here on Movies, Movies, Movies. <laughs> Take two. All right, gang. So we are going to... Shall we tease who's doing what first before we get into the little intro? I'll be reviewing our first work today. <laughs> it's a show called Bump. We're going to premiere on Stan about a 16-year-old who gets... I wrote 16, but not every teenager in every TV show is 16. Anyway, it's about a year 11 person who gets pregnant... Starring Claudia Carvin, it's Bump, and it's going to be released on New Year's. Let's listen to a little stingy sting. We got a little piece of it right here. Congratulations. Wow, this explains the random crying and violent mood swings. Oh, he's had a baby. Shut the front door. Do you have any idea how lame it is to cheat on me and have some stoner baby? <laughs> what? Is this funny? Ollie, can I help? No, you can't! There's zero consequences for the guy. Wow. Drama. Drama, drama. Okay, both of you, <laughs> say it with me or say it after me, okay? Australian, Australian television has a low, has a low bar to meet. Me. Come on, Maya, say it. Say it, Maya. <laughs> <laughs> Australian television has a low bar. Okay. When Bump airs this New Year's Day, let's give a dime to the Packer Family's show and just demonstrate how much we love under-resourced talents working at the intersection of office works aesthetics and Sydney private schoolgirl narratives with a funding body that rhymes with the keen azalea. It's more sterile than the hand sanitizer I used before entering RPA for an STI check at 1am. Bump stars Cam Baron fam Natalie Morris, who I once knew a lifetime ago as a partner contestant on an ABC3 talk show, but that's a story for another time, kids. As a year what? 11 student suddenly has a baby. That's right. Year 11 student suddenly has a baby. The problem is that the character is as biting as Juno, cynical, malicious, and mean, but not given any dialogue to invite us into her experience that Diablo Cody did so well. We just know she makes an awkward joke about wokeness at the start of the show, and then an awkward joke about strippers afterwards. Claudia Carvin does something. Jen, this is oh. Bump. Did Bump give you anything? Or did you not even watch it? Because you're stuck in the Adelaide Hotel quarantine. <laughs> there was a moment when the turbulence got really bumpy on our like totally not socially distanced flight last night. And I thought, I'm I'm not gonna hit that link up. That's oh, not gonna happen. And then I was in line to I didn't get into the room until 5 a.m. last night. Anyway, I was really hoping to feel something towards this, especially because I famously made the bongs for the show. So that was one of my jobs this year during I COVID. Heard that. I've was heard to that, age that is, and distress and that, you know method makes some powerade bottle bongs. And oh do you know gosh. what? What's so interesting, Jen, about the bongs in the show Bump is that 
there is a you, you don't see them ripping from the bong because i assume that there are rules about what you can and can't show of drug taking but you okay. can hear it and i think that they push the edits and the cuts so you almost got a glimpse of like a mouth exiting the bong <laughs> and honestly that slight transgression is enough to keep me watching with the show <laughs> and i can't wait to hear your interview with natalie morris after this review you've given so I'll be interviewing Natalie Morris to talk about Bump uh, and hopefully we can see more of her as a Canberra native talent who is also half French. Hello, I can relate. <laughs> Coming into the Australian broken media ecosystem. Well damn. Biting review, gripping as always right here on Movies, Movies, Movies. We're going to come back very, very shortly with Jen's take on Let Them All Talk. But first... We're going to go into some scissor. This one has a big language warning. Why is it so hard to accept the party is over? You came with your new friends and her mom jeans and her new friends and she's perfect and I hate it. Oh, so glad you made it. I'm so glad you could come back. Somebody get the tacos. Somebody spark the blood. Let's start the narcos off at episode one. Bring the gin, got the juice. Bring the sin, got that too. Won't you shut up? No, you're my favorite. I'm sorry, I don't see my legs tonight. I'm sorry, I'm not your baby mama. I'm sorry, you got karma coming to you. Collect your soul, get it right. To me like you say you do Cause it's hard enough You got to treat me like this Lonely enough to let you treat me like this Do you really love me? I just wanna love me down
Andrew Barrymore by Scissor. Going out to Jen and Andre here on Movies, Movies, Movies. We're continuing uh, the second part of Two Takes with Jen's review, which will be on Let Them All Talk. We're going to hear a little piece of it. I'm going to start work on my manuscript. Swim at three, dinner at seven, back to work or bed or both. I'll probably work in bed. I kind of feel like I'm spending time with three almost like... Dinosaurs. No. You believe Alice and her book determined your whole life? The consequences on my life of her actions were unacceptable. Want to go have a drink later? No, I can't. Wow, is this soundtracked by Glee? <laughs> is that a hit? <laughs> Okay, uh, I missed the trailer, so I didn't hear that. And I am just writing my review as the trailer was playing. Um, so I'm going to open with the same thing that Andre said, which was Australian cinema has a low bar to meet. And this is why I watched Let Them All Talk after watching not the beginning of a powerful 2021 in Australian cinema, but I would say the rock bottom of 2019 Australian cinema, The Dry. And I think it mentally did a number on us. I, we've spent a sort of day disso disassociating afterwards um, after we saw it. And I, I feel like if January is usually the dumping month um, for films that don't quite make it to the Oscars, I think 2021 is going to be an entire year of dump. I'm really, really nervous about what we're going to have to watch over the next 12 months. And it's going to be a really, a year of harsh reviews, I think, from us if we continue to do this and if you'll have us. But I just want to say that the salad bar on a cruise ship that Soderbergh has given us in Let Them All Talk is just like such a like weird gift. Like I didn't know how much I wanted to see three law and order aged women bitching about each other on a cruise ship, looking at the wake like master. It's kind of like the master, but with like your Nana in it. Mm, uh, yeah, it is. Let Them All Talk is essentially Meryl Streep, Diane West, Candice Bergen. Sorry, Candace I'm not describing Bergen. the film at all. <laughs> You're not, Jen. It's actually, I think the description of the film in itself is enough because they it's kind of like it's kind of like film on a two-week cruise. They shot a film in two weeks. I know. They, Thank they, you for helping me out here. I'm helping you out. They got some beautiful white A-listers to just ramble and jamble and talk and catch up and eat from a buffet and you know ponder, read, quote, talk about Russian formalism. And then they, and, and that's the film and that's the premise and you're allowed to enjoy that and just bask in it. But I think it's, to be honest, I think it's a rebuttal to the, the wife because famously um, Glenn Close didn't win an Oscar for the wife and famously in this film, Meryl Streep is on her way to winning some version of a Nobel Peace Prize. So I think Glenn Close will be pissed that she wasn't in this movie. And Soderbergh's just always ahead of the game. He was making iPhone movies before they were cool, but after Tangerine, he's anti-Denis Villeneuve being mad about June going to streaming. He's like, get with it. Of course we're going to streaming. Make movies for streaming. Literally. Let the cinemas host good movies that are good enough to get at audiences rather than choking your $25 out of you. Like, maybe we'll have Someone some quality. Someone needs to tell Denise Villeneuve that a cinema doesn't make your movie better, okay? Especially in the I case know. of Denise Villeneuve, when you have a full overblown experience of the film in a cinema, you can see all the flaws, you can see all the cracks. We can all see Timmy's acting. We can all see Zendaya having to call up her acting coach mid-scene, be like, get me those eye drops. You're not hiding from us, Dennis. You're not hiding. <laughs> oh my um, oh my <laughs> on that I'm sorry 
<laughs> Look. I'm not sorry. Anyway, out with the old. I can't wait for you to hear my incredibly awkward dry interview up next. <laughs> with Eric Banner and Robert Connolly, two quote-unquote Australian film legends. I don't... And you thought I would bitch out and I wouldn't say it to their face. Look, I, I kind of back this all-Australian special we're doing today. Oh, unintentionally. Oh, unapologetically. <laughs> Sydney Arts Culture. Would you believe it? Um, a quick shout-out to Roz in Seatown who's loving the reviews. And if you are too, you can get your Movies, Movies, Movies fix uh, wherever you get your podcast from, just look up FBI Radio and Movies, Movies, Movies will be right there f- with you. Before we get to Jen's interview with Eric Banner and Robert Connolly, we are going to dip into some smurfs with I Don't Talk About That Much and then we're going to wrap up Movies, oh. Movies, Movies. But stay tuned, this interview is right around the bend. Just that's alright. What if you don't know how? What if you don't know how? See 
New Smurfs right there going out to Jen and Andre again here on Movies, Movies, Movies. We've done a little movie news. We've done two takes um, and we are now going to jump into a little bit of spotlight action. And here is the sting. Spotlight. Now, Jen had the absolute pleasure of chatting to Eric Banner and Robert Connolly, the uh, leading actor and the director behind the movie The Dry, whose uh, tickets we gave away this time last week. Um, This is coming in thanks to Flickerfest judge Jen, who we also know as co-host of Movies, Movies, Movies. Uh, Now, Eric is the lead star and Robert is the director, respectively. And as Jen mentioned a little earlier it is pure blissful awkwardness as she blasts these Oz cinema icons with rock hard questions and unwarranted cringe and you know what I am all about the honesty here so let's hear this beautiful little interview right here on FBI This place feels kind of empty. Did you have anything to do with that girl's death? Thank you so much for meeting FBI Radio. I'm Jenny. This is a punishing film at the end of like a punishing year. Was that something that you wanted to make? Like, is that. What are people saying about to you after watching the film? It's a really interesting question because I. Um, the context of releasing a film Jan 1 after a year like this is, yes. is pretty amazing. Like to have an Australian film start next year, a big Australian mm-hmm. film like this. There's big challenging themes in it, um, but it's kind of like about us really as a country, as a nation. You know, it's all Australian cast, like Australian locations. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel that the planets have aligned for us really to have a chance to release it on that date. I mean, thank God for La Nina. Like, it's not going to be the dry this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we were lucky. Like, we filmed beginning of 2019. Yeah. And the drought was pretty much at its peak, particularly in that, in that region. And then we sort of followed the rain patterns after we left and saw they got some really good rain that, that winter. Yeah. But um, as you see, you know, the landscape is completely parched. So we were pre-COVID middle of the drought we, we we kind of got lucky in that in that respect yeah. for sure yeah you weren't gonna get like mad max to have to shoot in africa or something <laughs> yeah that story is amazing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i also gotta ask because you obviously spent like a couple of days with chopper reed when you're doing chopper back in the day um 
did you spend any time with like an AFP agent? I don't know, like reading like the ABC or something like to learn about this one? <laughs> no, I did a little bit of research, but luckily for me, you know, so much of Aaron's job here was, was you know, away from work. You know, yeah. the minute we decided, no, he's not in a cop car, he's in his own car because he's going to a funeral, then he gets sort of sucked into this thing. So whilst here is a little bit of procedural stuff, it's not, it wasn't heavy, as much research as I would normally have to do for, for some of my roles in that respect. Like, you didn't have to go deep into, like, the AFP mentality. No. So I thought that was interesting as well. Like, after the bushfires last year, watching, like, an AFP agent, like, smother a fire and be kind of the hero of Australia um, when it's been such a complicated discourse around, like, the police and their role yeah. in Australia and, like, abolition movements this year. Like, did you think about that when you were coming it, to it the... It is interesting, yeah, the whole policing... The, the thing that hit me about the policing thing was the local cop in the town, played by um, Keir O'Donnell. Yeah. That role of, mm. like, a young man who's... Because I think a lot of people take on those jobs, maybe idealistically, and we talked a lot about PTSD and what he was going through because he was the first responder and he discovered these bodies and and the reality of that. A friend of mine from school actually became a policeman. I remember talking to him one time yeah. and... He, you know, talked about discovering someone who'd overdosed and, and this kind of, you know, we take for granted what that front, those frontline police are actually having to deal with. Especially um, in a town where they just know everyone. Yeah. It's not yeah. like in a, in a city, you know, where you're sort of faceless, aren't you? That's it's right. Sort of... Yeah. And it's the, it's the com- complex moral, ethical thing. I mean, it's the human side of it, whether you, whether you can survive that kind of culture or not. We'll just drop out and become a restaurateur. Okay, okay thank you so yeah. much for talking to me. Thanks, thanks, nice to meet you. thanks so much. Thanks Fighting. for having a look. And grouping, as always, right there, Jen of Movies, 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 fame, chatting to Eric Banner and Robert Connolly. Wow, brilliant. I don't think it was too awkward. No, we definitely had a vibe, but it was definitely real. Mm. I love it. Like, I don't know why they made the movie here. Look, I love the cheeky chopper question, and I'm going to say... I love chopper! (laughs) Sorry. I just want to say a big thank you to you both for the brilliant programming you've packed in this hellfire of a year. Uh, Lots of love going out to you both for Movies, Movies, Movies in 2020, and this is the last uh, episode of the show for the year. Oh. Jen and Andre will be so back. So much love to well, you. Well, what are we going to do with the literal seven interviews that we have lined up <laughs> over the next couple of weeks? Where are we going to dump them? Should we spruce them, Jen? Let's speak them yeah. into existence. Spruce them. Okay, we've got... Upcoming we've got... interviews with... Okay, they're all Australian, right? Sia, Samara, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving. Oh. We've got... Natalie Morris. Natalie Morris. Two we've got Genevieve... Films. Yeah, bus stop films to talk Emily about. Dash, you know, disability Genevieve face. Yes. It, in Sia's music film that's (laughs) been talked about. And Anna Kendricks. (laughs) And we have a text message read by Sia from Lena Dunham. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Actually, Anna Kendricks? No, that was a lie. But funnily enough, that was going to be our first major interview of this year before this thing called COVID. Um, So thank you so much for joining us this year, folks. Um, and thank you, thank you, Maya, for keeping us after Bridie left and for, um, you know, steering the ship all year. It's been a really tough year. It's been an absolute pleasure spending some mornings with you, the both of you. It's been such a ball. Um, as I mentioned earlier, you can catch everything Movies, Movies, Movies related wherever you get your podcasts from. Just look up FBI Radio 
and it'll be right there for you or you can listen back at fbiradio.com. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.